Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mistress Carrie. Weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. We're commercial free. It's a WAF Workday Blitz 2. It's Mistress Carrie until 3 o'clock. And I thought they were going to be here an hour ago. It's my fault. I, I got wires crossed. But Jay and Scott from uh, the Rival Sons have now joined me in the WAF studio. What's up, guys? Hi there. Oh, How's just having Mistress? a good one. We're playing tonight at the Royale. Yeah, you guys sold out the Royale tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited about it. Love coming through Boston. And, uh, you know, it's a real... Boston's got a real different energy and a different vibe altogether. Looking forward to playing for everybody. Well, we talked just a couple weeks ago. Yes, we did. Because I was getting ready for the big marathon. and <laughs> Pre-marathon. Congratulations, pre- by the way. We Thank you very much. Yeah, did you guys run through Boston today? Did you go no, for a little not yet. jog? No, I don't get out of bed. And, you know, I got up early just to do this. If this you notice when, when we walked into the studio, we said good morning. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, I did notice <laughs> that, actually. It is definitely actually. morning. Yeah, you know, we're on a different schedule out on the road. But uh, I'll be hitting the Lake Char- or River Charles today. Love that dirty water. Yeah, I was going to say, going to run along the dirty water. Yeah. It's a nice run, actually. They were doing a lot of training is, yeah. runs for the no, marathon definitely. down there, too. But you got to make sure you run down Boylston Street so you can cross the finish line, because the marathon finish line is still over there. I'll learn that one day. Yeah, just run down there with your hands <laughs> up like I did and then burst into tears, just like I did. You'll be fine. Oh, no, I'll, I'll be crying the whole time. <laughs> I, I almost did. It's a little bit different from Nashville, because you said that that's where... You're living now, so yeah, yeah. I live down in Franklin. Nice running out there. The weather's really peak right now. It isn't too hot, and you know. And uh, I was hoping it was going to be a little bit warmer today, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. See, now on Monday they told us it was going to be gray and raining, so we dressed for it. Then the sun came out and it was hot and humid. And then halfway through the marathon, it started raining and got cold again, mm-hmm. and so people were just dying. Yeah. We were very unprepared. Mm-hmm. So you guys are headed to Canada after tonight. You just reminded me of that a minute ago. Yeah, yes. I bring it up because the, the rapper Kodak Black was trying to get back into Canada to come to Boston, and they busted him with weed and a gun at the border. Yeah, you don't. You should have those things waiting for I you on the other side. Don't I try just to wanted to warn yeah. you guys to make sure that you weren't packing or anything when you tried to get up into Canada tonight. I'm going to leave all my guns and weed in Boston. All right, I just want to make sure. If you want me to hold them for you, I can <laughs> yeah. do that. I had a safe in the office. There are things that I have to get rid of before we cross the bridge. My rare... Illegal breeds of dogs and the Komodo dragon. <laughs> oh, you, no, I thought we decided we got a license for the Komodo dragon. I, that fell through. Okay. They're well. actually closing that island because people are stealing the dragons. Yeah. They're gonna, oh, I heard this. Yeah, yeah that the people, too. what do you do with a Komodo dragon? Where do you keep it? You, you know what? I'll tell you, it, I'll tell you what the problem is. Small children. I, I don't know. <laughs> the problem is, is you remember when like Walt Disney. When Disney came out with 101 Dalmatians, well, it really screwed up the Dalmatian. Yeah, so, everybody you know, wanted breed, one. Everything, so there's all the backyard breeding, all the theft. And, you know, the same thing happened with uh, with other subsequent breeds, television, you know, pit bulls, the Rottweilers, all of that stuff. Lassie. Doberman, Doberman pinchers, everything. Well, you know what's going on. You got Game of Thrones. 
Oh, so people everyone, want the dragons. Everyone's trying to everyone steal dragons. Dragon. Yeah. They got dragon fever. Do you guys watch that on the tour bus? <laughs> Are you sucked into it? Oh, hell yeah. Really? I, you well, know what? That I, nerdy shit. That's <laughs> awesome. I tried to stay away oh, from it forever. Now. Sorry. Oh, where is that thing? Did I, I, did I pay for that one? Yeah, you're paying for that one. Shay told me I could cuss as much as I want on air. Before. <laughs> <we got laughs> there. Sorry. Yeah. Anywho, uh, yeah, we got dragon fever too. I stayed away from Game of Thrones. Up until this last year, I was really like, no, everybody's doing it. I don't even want to know, you know, what, what is all of this weird stuff, dragons and all of that. And I finally got really sick over uh, Christmas, and I was bedridden for a couple of days. Just binged I it? I binged the entire series. Yes. And I get it. You get it now? Yeah. I Sesame understand. Street came out with an awesome video. They put uh, they put Elmo in one of the videos. Yeah. Uh, and made it look like he was actually part, and they were tagging it with like spoiler alerts for Game of Thrones, and it's just Elmo takes over the <laughs> Iron Throne. So spoiler alert for anybody that watches Game of Thrones, it's Elmo at the end. <laughs> this is really sharp. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we were talking when you called a couple weeks ago about uh, about the album, and it's called Feral Roots. It's out now. You guys released it on this <sighs> limited edition. Was it pink vinyl? That was straight pink. Yeah, yeah we did pink vinyl. Do you have a meeting about the color of vinyls that you want to release? Because the um, pink one sold out. Amazingly, we've only done the really debated about it on like record store day stuff, where we yeah. decided this record store day release should be this color specifically, and the cover should look like this, and it should work together. All the other ones, like when we were with our old label, they pretty much we did one for every territory. Like in, in throughout Europe, so there was like fifteen different colors. So it's, it's, we didn't We're really, getting there, though. You know, the record. This one we didn't either. It hasn't they, been. They, it hasn't been out that long, and um, you know, there's a couple of different variations in color that you can find. Record Store Day is really cool. With it's, all of oh, these yeah. bands releasing all of the stuff that you can only find in small record stores, here we have a chain called Newbury Comics that mm -hmm. does uh, all of the record store day deals and stuff. It's very cool. Yeah, and the fact it. that people are into vinyl again is awesome. I love it. I've been collecting since I was a, a you know, young teenager, and I think that uh, watching vinyl come back into vogue, instead of it being like, man, you know, now it's lame because everybody's doing it now. No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's only getting Cassettes cooler. Cassettes are not going to have a renaissance, but vinyl you're does. Wrong. Oh, no, you're they're wrong. They are. Yes, right they now. are. Yeah, you but they warp so bad and sound like crap. But they're convenient People would and say vinyl durable. scratches and they break and Definitely. blah, blah, blah. You, you, know? think? you remember like in your car when you first got a CD player in your car? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was you very hit one different. bump. It was very different because uh, you could throw cassettes on the floor or whatever, have a bag of cassettes. Um, but, but then when CDs came along... It was like, oh no, these get scratched, and yeah. then I can't play it. You got to take care of it in a completely different way. Yeah, but my copy of Operation Mindcrime in a heat wave in July in my hot car, <laughs> Jeff Tate's voice never sounded the same. <laughs> no. Did I just totally nerd you know out how on you just then? I want to do it. <gasps> what? You know I what? It. Go ahead, do it. Just not, do it. I'm not gonna do it. Jeff you... Tate's voice never sounded the same. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to play something off of Feral Roots, but I don't want to play the song you guys are going to play. So I'm going to play the new single, uh, which I want to ask you about because I have a working theory about uh, music in general and rock and roll specifically, that if women weren't bitches, rock and roll wouldn't exist. I think this song fits into uh -huh. that. Am I true or false? Well, uh, there's a lot of dudes out there that are serious bitches, too. <laughs> Thank I will you tell for saying you that. that. Yeah. yeah, you run into them. Yeah. Uh, 
But uh, girl you, artists need to write songs too. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, you know what? I think that having that heartache, heartache being intrinsic to uh, the happiness or the sadness of anybody, you go through things, unrequited love, scorned lovers, all of that stuff. It's always been a hot topic for music, you know, and for um, literature. Period. You know, you could open up the Bible or any, you know. Any old quote, book. quote, sacred book or whatever, and, and there's blame always it on you know. The women. Well, there's there's always all um, heartache and all of that. Mm. It's just part of being human. Well, this is the new single from Rival Sons. This is called "Too Bad." It's WAF. That's too bad from Rival Sons. Jay and Scott from Rival Sons here in the WAF studio with me playing tonight. Sold out Royale show, and uh, that is off of the album Feral Roots, and you can totally hear. The influence that we were talking about of being, you know, around Nashville and the sound of the album, but it it sounds fantastic. Hmm. I'm, I love hearing that. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> no, but just I think that just it sounds very old school. Like the drums are big. It's very warm. Hmm. Where a lot it. of modern music, especially if it's if it's you know digitized and stuff, it just doesn't have that warmth and that soul to it. And I it, understand. It just, kicks ass. Just as you said, you know, if there weren't, uh, uh, if women didn't act bitchy, <laughs> or if, if men didn't act bitchy, then uh, you know you wouldn't have such good songs. I think that you're talking about modern, a lot of modern bands and the sounds of their records. I think if you didn't have bitch bands, you couldn't have good ones. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it's it's a whole, you know, I've, I've been talking to a lot of bands about this because I feel like there's a resurgence of rock and roll. I feel there like is. artists are bringing back the guitar and I feel like part of the love of rock and roll and what makes it special is that it's imperfect. Hmm. And I think that it's that, it, you know, that you can pull it off live and that you can kind of get into the experience with a band as opposed to, you know, you go up and you see a DJ or a pop star that just plays to a track and that it's not real we just and put it's a not festival i won't mention any of the names or anything or bands or any of that but it's very much like seeing a dj because in that way uh a lot of stuff was on tape it was really weird yeah they're a like, band they're yeah. up there they look like a band yeah i mean they, in their own way they look like a band they have guitars and drums and they're singing and like it should be, be very organic but then you're seeing a lot of people not moving the way the thing sounds and you're going wow that's a problem with, with, with music in a way. When you got people up there playing instruments and it's all on tape, that's weird. Yeah, it's like you want to be in the moment with the artist. Like that's the whole point of going to see a live band. Otherwise, you can just watch it on YouTube and you it's not what? special. And, and I think just like what Scott and you are, are talking about here, music is one of those like sacred, it's one of the last sacred things that you're watching it being homogenized. And look, it's always been that way. You can go back ever since records have been made oh yeah you see the like really safe really homogenized uh, music being made but when you go and you see these bands for us when we will see them on stage it's insulting because it like it's supposed to be sacred it's supposed to be real and when you see someone just really just acting instead of making music or really expressing themselves they're acting like they're expressing themselves that's even a greater crime and then you see actors like Bradley Cooper that go up on stage at the Academy Awards and actually do it live and pull it off. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I think it's all well and good. If there's bands like this and there's an audience for it, good for everyone. Yeah. It's there. Just go and experience live music, though, and, and, and appreciate a band that can pull yeah. off what they put on their album live. Yeah. 
it's a uh, music is supposed to have flaws in it. That's yeah. what that's part of what makes it human. Yeah, exactly. Keeps it that way, you know. Right. Which is why we love having bands come into the WAF studio because when you have, you know, an an album that you spend all this time and all this money making perfect and then you come into the studio and you strip it down acoustically, it gives it a whole other vibe altogether. Oh, we are all about flaws. You know, make, let's, let's, <laughs> get, let's get ready to make some flaws, Jay. Yes! <laughs> We've been playing Do Your Worst for a long time, which I told you I was going to put in my marathon playlist, and mm. I did, by the way, so thank you very much because it helped. But Excellent. you guys are going to play that now, acoustic, yeah, and I heard you warming up, and sure. it sounds amazing. All right. oh, thank you very much. All right, are you ready to do it? Let's do it. All right, it's the Rival Sons live in the WAF studio. Wow, that was fantastic. Do your worst. Rival Sons here in the WAF studio. Somebody texting in says, that is already a great song, but it's even better acoustic. You guys are fantastic acoustic and stripped down like that. Thank no you. disrespect to the bass player and the drummer who are not here. That's all right. Those guys never get they, they, they never get the respect, the, the bass players and the drummers, but you guys sound fantastic. I really appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. And I feel like I need to give you uh, compliments on your exemplary facial hair. You don't see waxed mustaches often, but you pull it off, sir. It's fake. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you have mustache extensions. Yeah. <laughs> you it's just a put Halloween it. Costume. You put it on for special occasions. Yeah. In the morning, he cranks his ear and it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I usually tell people it's like Groundhog's Day. I shave it every night. And then it just grows I wake back up again. The next day, it's, it looks exactly like this. I wish I could get my hair to grow that quickly, but it doesn't. I love the hair color. By I appreciate the way. that. That's, Thank you. That's cool. My mom wouldn't recognize me without it anymore. And I it's did been notice it so with long. the shoelaces too. You like that? I get the matching Chuck Taylor that's, shoelaces. That's sharp. Yeah, I have a matching motorcycle and shoelaces. That's how you know I'm a girl, and I've accessorized way too much. Very good. <laughs> So uh, Rival Sun's playing tonight at Royale, and uh, that song, Do Your Worst, really kind of took the band to a whole other level. You've been a band a long time, and then all of a sudden that song comes out, and it's like a totally different thing. You know, we've we've been doing this. We've got this our seventh record, and uh, each record you're you're trying to put your best foot forward every time, and you're just trying to see what, what you're made of, what the band's made of, you know, individually and as a collective. So we're always doing everything we can to, to make a, write the best songs, perform it well. I think with this record, we were fortunate to be able to turn in these songs and to have um, a, a great team, you know, over at Atlantic and Electron, everybody putting these songs out where they need, they needed to be, where you guys would hear them, you know, and, and for stations like you and people like yourself, lifting it up and trying to put it... Um, Back in the big leagues, you know, rock and roll is making a resurgence. We're really thankful for your help. It ain't going to happen without you guys. No, That's absolutely right. Absolutely not. Well, a lot of people thought with the internet, when Napster kind of hit and people were downloading illegal music and all that, that they questioned whether you needed record labels and a band could just have the internet. But what a lot of bands realized is that everybody had the internet. So the internet was flooded with all of these bands and there was almost too much to go through to try and find the good ones because there's a lot of bad music on the internet. Yeah. A lot of bad porn, a lot of bad music. Yeah. And then when you find the good ones, you go, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, there's still plenty of good ones that radio and labels aren't going to go to. And I think in this day and age, it's, it's um, you, you don't need a record label. You don't need radio. It just depends on how far you want to go with right. things and where you want to where you want to be with it, you know, but certainly if you want to achieve a certain level of success, those two uh, very important outlets are just 
that they're just that they're very important. Well, people and, still listen to radio and record labels. God, I hope so. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's on a, a different thing. level now. You know, with you know, you look at the the internet and all that it's done to all but bury the um, the music industry as as it was known to be. Right, it know, had for, to be reborn so in a way. But yeah, now absolutely. it the it because of the internet. It, it's put the power into the artist's hands. So it depends on what level you're at, but from the ground level, you're able to start a career as soon as you have recordings. That was never, that was never possible. And I so, love that. And yeah. because now, because of that now, you know, people will bellyache all the time. There's no good music anymore. You know, it's all this. No, there's a no, ton uh, of good music. There's more than ever. Yeah. There's never. more, there are more artists that are inspired to create music because they're not facing a, a, 200 foot wall they got to climb over just for people to hear them they don't well, have to sell music out of the trunk of their cars and hand out flyers on the street corner like well they, they do right. well they, they do but when they first get started just to try to get a small audience going or to get some yeah. some kind of recognition because when an artist is starting out getting that little bit of a leg up and knowing that somebody likes it that gives them the inspiration to go forward and that like that first part of an artist trajectory is so important but now they get that that's a good point like that it gives them confidence to keep writing you say okay i understand i mean just even the the idea of how how easy it is to record now like you know if you're if you're a mac person or even if you're a pc i don't know what everyone's using but like you get they give you uh, a garage band logic and stuff like this this is revolutionary yeah think about it 20 years ago or whatever recording studios were that was like a multi-track studio that was like NASA. Nobody understands that. Nobody has access to that. It costs a lot of money to do that. Now it's there. Everything's yeah. there. It's it's very a lot easier than it ever was, and it's creating a lot. We have people releasing albums just made in in GarageBand. That's amazing. And I love the fact that now the music is is kind of going back, like what we we're talking about with the sound of this record is that it's going back, even though you have access to all of that technology, it's going back to kind of the beginning sounds of rock and roll. And I bring it up because my favorite song on your album is a song called Sugar on the Bone, which I I, I just love this song so much. And it's always one of those deep tracks on the record that I always seem to find and go, mm-hmm. okay, this is my favorite. And whether or not it ever becomes a radio single, whether or not you ever make a video out of it, you find that one song on an album that you love and you go, oh, yes. So I have to ask, is it a woodblock or a cowbell? I need to know. <laughs> uh, that's a uh, I think it's, I think it's both. No, is I it a cowbell too? No, no, you know. I think it's it woodblock. Cowbell. No. <laughs> How do you guys it's cowblock. not know? No. no. I well, think he's a... Uh, uh, I think it's cowbell. Pretty I'm going to ask the audience because I'm going to play it and they can text in at 97107. You know now, now that you mentioned I'm pretty sure it was Gene Frankel that we brought in <laughs> to play the cowbell. Yeah. It's the same guy who played on uh, Blue Oyster Colts. Is famous it? Hit. Shut up. It is not. Yeah. It is? He wears the fade sunglasses. You've seen the video. Yeah. I got pull- a fever. Really? He's, pull- he's pulling your leg, Boston. <laughs> yeah, I got leg. it. I got it. Uh, All right. This is Sugar on the Bone. This is Rival Sons. It's WAF. See, I told you that was a good song. That's Sugar on the Bone from Rival Sons here at WAF. The debate rages on on the text line, whether it's woodblock or cowbell. Can you guys give me a straight answer, for God's sake? It was a car fender. <laughs> <laughs> it's cowblock, obviously. Yeah, obviously. 
<laughs> well, I, that's my favorite off the album, Feral Roots, which is out now. And I would tell you to get the pink vinyl, but it's sold out and you can't get it. So you got to go think, find it on Record Store Day. They're going to make more pink vinyl. I don't think it, it was a limited edition thing. No more pink, but there will be another color we'll do for sure. You know what? I'm sure that there is some troll that bought a bunch of copies. That wants to sell Living them in now. his mom's basement. <laughs> you, you can get and it. He's got, now he's going to just jack up the price Can you make purple for me, please? Then, I like purple. That's that would be idea. great. That me? would be great. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with me today. The pleasure is all mine. You, oh, yeah. uh, you're playing at Royale tonight, and then what's the plan for... I know you're going to Canada after that, but are you going to tour through the summer, or what are you guys oh, doing? Oh, we're going to be on the road indefinitely. We've got, uh, you know... Festival season coming up this summer. We've got to go to Europe, all of that stuff. What are you know, some we, of the festivals that you're excited I don't know to play? What, what are we allowed to talk about? Well, look, just we got, tell, well, listen, we've got Bonnaroo. Just tell me everything. In the States, <laughs> really terrible. <laughs> in the States here uh, in Tennessee, we've got Bonnaroo coming up. Yeah. And then uh, we've got the Woodstock thing we, yeah, coming Woodstock up as well. Like, doing Woodstock and that's going to be great. Did and, you guys go to either one in 94 or 99? Because I was at both. Were either one of you guys there? No. No. No, I was not. I'm very curious how they how they're gonna do the new Woodstock. I think there is Hopefully a lot I th- better. I think that there's there's really there's a lot of that sentiment looking at how it was done very poorly. And yeah. like the bad vibes and everything. So even when you hear about it happening again, there's that I understand people that are skeptical that look at it and go like, Oh no. You know, people have tried to capitalize on that name and everything before. I think that it's really being approached in a fantastic way this time. The lineups were great. The lineups the But I the preferred were the mud over the Air Force Base. Yeah, of course. I I think that the approach right out of the gate has been one where they're trying to really legitimately do it. And yeah. So my hopes are really high, and everyone that I've interfaced with, um, it leads me to think that it's going to be a really, really great festival. I love those festivals because you always get exposed to, to artists that you never would have kind of gone to see but because they were there too yeah that you check them out and you go oh okay yeah no this is really cool it is cool you know we do a lot of touring and festivals in europe and then in, in, in throughout europe it's it's like that yeah they do they have been doing that for years it's, it's always been like that we'll be on a festival with a pop artist and then a really heavy metal artist and then we'll be on it too and it's like that all day it is more rare over here, right? It's kind of you get one kind of thing happening. Yeah, like Perry Farrell really nailed down Lollapalooza in Chicago, and he's done a really yeah. good job with that. And I think some of the other festivals are slowly starting to figure it out in the United States, but Europe with those giant festivals, I mean, it's just crazy. I've always yeah. wanted to go. Last summer I went and saw Judas Priest in, in Romania, awesome. and it was a whole other level of fandom and and heavy metal worship and i i was like oh my god is this what the bands are always talking about isn't that where all the vampires are from that's why i went there i went to bron castle there you it go. was so awesome we still haven't toured there romania we there's a romania. lot of rock we've fans in romania we, yeah. yeah we've hit romania um how do you not know you've been no, in a country or to not scott's no. defense we've <laughs> been to a lot to scott's defense there have been so many countries so many countries over these years of touring we tour a lot talking about Judas Priest and And I don't Europe. think we've been to Romania. <laughs> you, know, you guys know can't decide. Cowbell. Cowbell. Cowbell or Woodblock, you can't decide yes or no on Romania. Do you I guys believe, even talk? I believe we've, we've <laughs> at least traveled through there. You were talking about Judas Priest. Little known fact, our first European tour ever years ago was supporting Judas Priest. And it was a UK, UK only tour? 
um, yeah, that was UK, and then we split off to yeah, we split off to Europe from there. Rob and, Halford's just got that thing. Oh yeah, the you get a, you get in a room with him. The man has a presence. Him. Yeah, Absolutely. and he's a really good dude. He's a cool mm. guy. He took time. We you know when we're hanging out. This is like we're in a van. We're very poor. We're not making any money. We're just—it's like, all the money on mustache wax. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's that's all we got money for in the budget. <laughs> we're out back hanging out and back then having smokes and drinking or whatever, and basically just slumming it. And he'd come out and pep talk us and tell us, you know, it's good what you're doing. I see. I watch you guys. I see what you're doing, and that's exactly what we did. And it's—he was aware that we were a different kind of band, not like a heavy metal band like them, like a much more blues blues-based, soul-based rock band. And he gave us a good vote of confidence and a good vibe that we were doing the right thing to keep on keeping on and that to he get liked a, it. To get a leg up like that from someone so legendary, for him to take take his time and go out of his way to give uh, a young band a pep talk like that, that just says so much. It says so much. And he still sounds good. Oh, of course. As a singer... Mm-hmm. I can only imagine the pressure to protect your voice for that long. And he's been doing it a long time and still sounds really good. Yes. Yeah. And I think uh, uh, <clears throat> it's rough what's going on with their guitar players if you're like I an know. original lineup guy. But I do want to just say uh, uh, Richie's a friend and he kills up there. He does yeah. a, such a great job. So if someone's going to step in and take over, he's doing a good job. Yeah. They yeah. were fantastic in Romania. I mean, I they were like grandfathers with their grandkids on their shoulders. Yeah. It was just a whole other vibe, and it was very cool. You know, that tour we did, you mentioned Jeff Tate earlier. Oh, here we go. Oh, God. Are you going to say something bad about Jeff Tate? Because no. I loved, that's one of no, my I'm favorite. No, I'm not saying okay. this, is no. When, this is when he was singing, you know, when there was only one Queen's record. No, I was, I'm not going to say anything bad. It, it's it nothing bad. It hurts my soul that there's two of them. Like that there's the band and then Jeff and they're both touring. It's always it. weird. Yeah, it's I mean, weird. I was a fan when I was younger. I had like Operation and all that stuff. Yeah, too. like that's, that. that album is, it's one of my desert album, desert island albums. Like I love it. But just to clarify, I wasn't going to say anything bad. Why would I do that? I don't know. But I will say we can all hear each other. We're all in the back. So, you know, they, they were on the bill too. And Jeff would um, you warm could hear up. Jeff he would warm up. up. But you know how warming up is weird for singers because yeah. they're these mighty creatures on stage, but they're, you know, like we hear Hetfield and, and some kind of monster warming up. And it's like, mommy, 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 mommy. You know, and it's yeah, like, all the vocal It's warm-ups. always funny when they're warming up. Yeah. You know? hearing, hearing Jeff back there. His warm up he... is just doing his thing. So he's yeah. like, let me see if I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Oh, 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 oh. And he's just doing this all before the show. Like so, his, and he sounds incredible. Sounds you know? incredible, but it's just so, like, he could make a DVD, the Jeff Tate warm-up DVD. It's just his sound of his voice going through the register. And the warm down. And then he warms well. down. He's the only singer we've toured with that after the show, he's, like, in the showers, and he's, like, they just played a full set, and he's, again, oh! You know, <laughs> I want that as the ringtone on my phone. I want to oh, be yeah. in line at the supermarket and have someone call me and have it be Jeff Tate bellowing out of my phone. That's where he's going to make all of his bread. He's, he has such a voice. <laughs> he's got such a voice the way he uses his instrument. It doesn't surprise me at all that he takes such great care of it. Yeah. And as a singer, like we said, like being out on the road, Thank you touring the way that you guys do, 
you you have to really baby it. And we ask a lot of the bands when they come in because they talk about the vocal coaching and all of the things because you've learned over the years that if you don't protect it, your career is not going to last. You should I say tra- that again to Jay. I travel. <laughs> no, I travel. I travel with uh, two different vocal coaches with me. You know, while we're out on the road, and they're called cigarettes and whiskey. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. He's not kidding. <laughs> I know he's not kidding. We all look on in fear. <laughs> oh, no, no, dude. Don't do that. No, no. It's just the sound of the band being based on your vocal cords, dude. Have yeah. another bourbon. <laughs> Wash it down with a camel. It's fine. That's right. You've started warming up, though. Yeah. This said, uh, this album is is uh, pretty intense vocally. It is vocally very demanding. I really painted myself into a corner, and I knew that's what I was doing with the writing. But I just figured, well, you know, get on the road and just adapt. Yeah. And um, but those things, you know, cigarettes, double whiskey, whiskey. <laughs> double whiskey, <laughs> double cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. No, but those things, those things are also tempered out with. You got to get a lot of sleep, and I like to go running every day. Get a a lot of exercise. You know, breathing and uh, all of that's one of the best things for the voice. Well, I. Uh... I'm getting blasted with text. There's a debate on the text line right now whether I should uh, play Judas Priest or Queensryche now that uh, we're going to go. Because you guys got to get to Royale. Or, you know, you could feel free to just play another Rival Sun song. Another Rival Sun song. Yeah, we're just going to play the whole lot. Or you guys could play another one. (laughs) Lob to you, Jay. You know, unfortunately, we got to get going. All right. Well, I'm going to leave with uh, some Judas Priest because you guys have some great things about uh, Rob Halford. Thank you guys so much, Jay and Scott from Rival Sons. Will you guys please come back yes. and play again because yes, everybody's come freaking back. out about you, about ask, you guys we playing. Come. We'll play a couple next time. And right, maybe yeah, next do. time we can answer the woodblock the cowbell, cowbell question. Situation. We'll yeah. bring Miley in for a minute. Yeah. Can so you do that for me? He'll come in and go. Cowbell, and we'll go by Miley. Thanks. I've got a fever, <laughs> and the only prescription is more cowbell. There you go. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.